0: Just because it's a peptide, that doesn't mean it's natural. That doesn't mean it's safe. And if your functional medicine practitioner is using it, that doesn't mean that it's addressing the root cause of your symptoms or illness. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Peptides, all the rage. Are they safe? Hey, I'm Robin Openshaw. I'm the Green Smoothie Girl online. And recently, peptides have become very popular. They're sold by health coaches and functional medicine practitioners. Did you know, though, that peptides are also the main ingredient in many pharmaceutical drugs? When people constantly ask me about peptides lately, I think they assume that because peptides are chains of amino acids and because peptides occur in nature, that they must then be natural and therefore harmless. In fact, the whole concept of peptides is so popular that they're currently one of the most common categories of questions I'm getting. And I even noticed that the shampoo my stylist recommended to me because I wanted one that is free of sodium lauryl sulfate and free of parabens has peptide right in the title because the concept is so trending. However, once a peptide is altered, it can be patented and then it becomes a potentially billion dollar product once the drug maker runs the regulatory gauntlet. And even the supplement peptides have side effects, some of them significant. And we really don't know what the long-term effects are of all these peptide products coming out. You're probably aware, though, that our regulatory agencies are primarily funded by pharma now, though, which doesn't really make sense for the fox to be guarding the hen house. And we've even seen the FDA and CDC help advertise the drugs they're supposedly regulating to make sure they're safe and effective plus they have all sorts of ways of getting new drugs out on the market without even being licensed for instance one injectable product that 75% of america got starting in december of 2020 still to this day is not licensed by the fda but it got into every pharmacy and doctor's office since then by invoking emergency use and now they've even pushed it into the childhood schedule i discovered in my research that at least 80 drugs that are peptides include dulaglutide Placanotide, carbatocin, desmopressin, and many more. Oxytocin, an opiate you're probably familiar with, and synthetic vasopressin, those are also peptides. A drug called Enfervitide is a 36-amino acid chain substance that mimics HIV, and it's being used on people who test positive for HIV. Even though in 1985, people were told That they'd get sick from HIV in an average of 10 months after being tested and now they're saying it's an average of 10 years before HIV makes you sick if it ever does. So if someone's taking this drug or peptide due to a positive HIV test they may be drugging themselves for years for something that would never even make them sick or if it did it would be years down the road. And people may not be aware that these drugs have other ingredients or adjuvants And a lot of times they aren't even disclosed. So you can't even really be sure about the toxicity level of the drug, nor are most of them in long-term clinical trials. So we can't be sure what the side effects will be past the few weeks or months that patients in a drug trial may be followed. Insulin is a peptide. It was first isolated in 1921 and after it was discovered and isolated. uh, For about 90 years, people were mostly taking an animal-derived insulin, which is more bioidentical, To what the human body produces. But now, this more natural substance has been mostly replaced by recombinant insulin, which is a synthetic product. Zyconotide is a peptide well known to be neurotoxic, which means that it damages the nervous system. But it is derived from the venom of a cone snail, and it is used to treat severe chronic pain. And I guess you just have to live with the damage to your neurological system as a trade off for hopefully less pain. Natural and modified peptides are in supplements and drugs. And in fact, the distinction between drugs and supplements is becoming a very blurry line. In fact, to go sideways for a second, I consider vitamin D to be a pharmaceutical drug. It's a secosteroid, not a vitamin at all. But most of the users of vitamin D believe themselves to be taking a natural supplement that's the same thing that they could get from the sun, when that is in fact not true. If you're interested in that topic, I'll be happy to share a link on what vitamin D really is and why you might feel better faster when you're sick if you take large doses of it. But it is actually not benefiting your immune system at all. And it is robbing your bones of calcium. It is not building bone like you've been told. And by the way, I don't think that it's that your pr- practitioner is lying to you. It's that your practitioner doesn't know. I personally have tried three different times to talk to my own hormone practitioner about it, and she just doesn't want to know which is strange since she sometimes comes to me for advice about one of her patients when she thinks I know more about a topic than she does. But my guess is that she's just making such good money on selling vitamin D to her patients that she just doesn't want to learn about it. So my research shows that at least 170 peptide drugs are in development right now. And my main concern is that unregulated peptides are being used by functional medicine practitioners. They do have side effects. Some of them are severe. And I have to wonder if allopathic medicine is letting functional medicine create the demand and awareness before they alter the peptide and patent it and regulate it and make billions of dollars on it. So I mainly hope that you realize that just because it's a peptide, that doesn't mean it's natural. That doesn't mean it's safe. And if your functional medicine practitioner is using it, that doesn't mean that it's addressing the root cause of your symptoms or illness. In fact, I wouldn't even be all that confident that your functional medicine doctor even knows much about the drug beyond the marketing pitch. Remember when functional medicine was supposed to be all about addressing root causes? We used to also call it natural medicine, holistic medicine, homeopathic medicine, whatever you might call it. I don't think most of what flies as functional medicine these days is addressing root cause at all. And I don't think it's entirely the practitioner's fault. A lot of them are selling out just because their patients want a pill, a quick fix. They don't want to do anything that involves actually doing the work of getting well. To get at the root cause, you have to do two very important things. One, detoxify your body to reduce your toxic load that is causing these epidemics of illness in the first place. And two, adopt a whole foods organic diet. I can help you with both of those. It's not a sexy approach with the promise of taking a pill to alleviate symptoms, but detoxifying and also regularly eating a delicious whole foods diet does give you a steady course to put your body back in homeostasis, where your immune system can manage the challenges we encounter in our lifetime as our divine design set us up to do. You can join my Insiders Health Coaching Group for just $1 for a two-week trial. I won't be selling you peptides to cover up symptoms of underlying problems, but rather we are discovering what is in the way of your body functioning at its peak level of health and wellness. Thanks for following Green Smoothie Girl and for sharing this video because I'm sure many people you know are smitten with the marketing around peptides and they don't know much about them. So I've created this video so people know a bit more about them beyond the marketing.